0: You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn. I've got a panel with me today. Here with me is the newly retired Kurt Cavanaugh. You may have heard of him if you know uh, Infor and Infor GT Nexus. Kurt, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks. Happy so, to be here. Good to see you're slowing down. You're now with XRC Labs, yeah?
1: Well, I wouldn't call it full employment, but okay. I'm helping out there and uh, working with Pano, who's the founder, and trying to help some of these startups as they're, as they're growing.
0: Great. Now, uh, why don't you introduce me to a couple of the CEOs that uh, you're working with right now that are on the show?
1: Well, on my left here, I got Stacy, who's the CEO of Forge. And on my right here, I got Evan, who's the CEO of Simplista. And both these CEOs are founders and working in a different area of the supply chain, if you will, helping retailers do their business.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I was recently speaking with Kurt on another episode about some of the creativity that's coming into this world of supply chain, some of the new ideas that are happening here. So I'm really interested to hear what you guys are doing in your approach and how you're solving this for what's a really complicated industry, the retail world, especially right now. So take it away, Evan. So thank you for this opportunity. I'm Evan Silver, the founder and CEO of Simplista.
2: Simplista is taking on the very, very top end of the supply chain, and it's all around product listing. So the very, very first step that every retailer does is list products or onboard their products. And that starts with getting the data from the supplier over into their ecosystem and so on and so on. And that's taking the retailers anywhere between four to six to eight weeks. And it's just a lot of administrivia capturing all the right elements of the product. I'll give you an example. A bottle of ketchup can take upwards of 2,400 data attributes that go from a supplier through seven different given divisions of any retailer with approximately 30 human touch points. It's just crazy. Large grocers today are onboarding several hundred thousand new items a year. So you can just imagine the block and tackling and all the administrivia that goes on in the retail listing process. So Simplista is a cloud-based platform. We've got our secret source, we get information from the vendors or the suppliers into our system, it comes in accurate. We've got all business rules to ensure that that data is right the first time. And then we got workflow and decision tables and all the fancy stuff that moves that data through the retailer's ecosystem. And we capture all of the other information like logistics and e-com and pricing. And then in real time, we push it down to the retailer's backend system. So we've taken a six to eight week process down to single digit days.
0: And something that retailers probably could spend their time doing other things with. Uh, <laughs> they should be selling their products. Exactly.
1: And if you think about it, the investment that's being made in supply chain to try to get stuff there faster, get the right stuff to the right place, and all of a sudden the stuff arrives, and now we've got to take six weeks to actually get it onboarded so we can get it on the website. It's crazy that that, that time is being wasted, and Simplista is solving a, a really, really difficult problem in that, that right. way
0: there's such a sense of urgency like you see it in the fashion world you have to be like on time on season right there relevant when the customer is or else maybe something else comes out and the customer goes, goes
2: elsewhere the customer clicks elsewhere
0: Absolutely. so it's, so it's all about speed fantastic all right Stacey, tell us a little bit about what you're working on
3: yeah so at forge what we're doing is we're building what we call is a talent sharing marketplace. So one of the biggest problems if you're a retailer today, not only in your retail stores, but in your distribution warehouses as well, is finding quality talent and retaining that talent. And so what we've done is we've actually built a platform online that allows retailers to partner together to share their labor. So the way that it works is if you're a retailer, you can come into Forge, you can see all the other retailers that are in your geographic area You can say, hey, these are some brands that are non-competitive to me. I want to partner up with them because they've got talent that I typically try and source and hire from. Rather than poaching that talent, I'm actually just going to share with them through Forge. Any of their employees who are looking for some additional hours can come work for me. Likewise, any of my employees looking for additional hours can go work for that retailer. So it really streamlines getting new talent that's quality into retailers to help them staff.
0: That's extremely cool. Someone was asking me the other day, like, when are we going to have an Uber for our workers? But like, it can't be that simple, right? Because in retail, you have to be pretty you know, certain trainings required if you're working in the front of a store. I don't know if you're like helping out in warehouses or other parts of the retail area, but
3: There's
0: a specialization for a lot of that labor. And it is something that is limited.
3: Yeah, you're spot on. So training is a big component of what we do. So what we do at Forge is we help the retailers find each other, match them together. We show them who in each labor pool is available looking for more hours. And then we help those employees go through that whole process of, all right, now it's time. I've gone through my interview process. Now it's time for me to go through training with this retailer, get fully trained. Once they get fully trained, then when they come back into the Forge application on their mobile phone, that employee who has been fully trained can see all the shifts that are available and just go pick up shifts and then work a few extra hours at that other retailer.
0: It saves that employee the trouble of if they want to find extra work or makes an extra money for the holidays, having to go interview somewhere else that's totally different and work with two different scheduling systems.
3: So. Exactly. Yep.
1: So are you also working on uh, the benefit side of it? So now you have this pool of people that are working half-time one place, half-time another place. Are you aggregating them together to also provide some sort of benefit structure for them? So
3: we don't actually do that today, but that is something that we're working on for this year. So right now, if you're an employee at one retailer through Forge, when you go and get hired for the second retailer, you're technically still a W-2 employee of that second retailer. It's like working two part-time jobs. You have two W-2s. You're employed at both of those places. What we're trying to do now through Forge for this year is come out with a benefits package that basically says, hey, we don't care if you're working ten hours for Retailer A, five hours for Retailer B, and 30 hours for Retailer C. As long as you're working a certain number of hours through our network, you qualify. So that's kind of the next step for us.
1: Very
0: cool. Very cool. Extremely cool. So both of you are solving problems that have been irking the retail industry for plenty of time right now. Retailers still haven't figured it out. Tell me a little bit about why you're approaching these challenges and sort of where you come from that maybe brings... New experience, new ideas, new thinking to this challenge that I'm sure a lot of people have struggled with over time. So from a why perspective,
2: it's all about you know, getting back to the speed. You know, us as customers, we go into these stores, we go on the website, and we want that new, cool product, new sales. So there's that urgency around getting new to the shelf. We came from a client side. I was hired by the largest Canadian retailer called Loblaw. And they had the problem. It was taking them weeks and weeks to get this product listed. They had teams of people, you know, supporting that function. And it was, it was just losing products getting to the shelves. So we learned at the largest Canadian
1: retailer all about product listing. That's where we sort of cut our teeth. And how is it possible that a bottle of ketchup can have thousand attributes? I mean, what is, doesn't that seem crazy though?
2: It is, but you know, Kurt, today with transparency and regulatory requirements, the government's coming down harder, the millennials are wanting to see more of their ingredients. There's a lot of stuff that goes into a product. So a bottle of ketchup, you know, yet we think about the dimensional aspect, and then there's the ingredients aspect, and then what the retailer needs to consider is how do we manage, because they're not moving one bottle of ketchup to one single store, they're moving cases of products. And inside cases, there's inners. And it just gets very, very complicated because the retailers got their warehousing or their distribution centers, and then they got their shelves that they have to put these individual bottle of ketchups on. So it can get up to 2000 data
1: attributes pretty, pretty fast. Wow, and I thought it was hard to get the right skew in the right box in the right container on the (laughs) right boat to get it here. It's even harder once it arrives to actually get it on the shelf. And then you get the e-com side of the business. So then you
2: get the pictures, and it has to be the high-res pictures, and the picture has to be at a certain angle. And now on the digital side, you've got different descriptions. You know, you got to put a you know a certain number of characters into a description. So it's a complicated process. It it sounds simple, and you know we we sort of tackled listing because everybody lists. It's just a process, you know. And I sort of go at it from we. We sort of hear about the last mile and getting everything to the front door, but if you don't get the first mile done properly, the foundational piece of all supply chain, that last mile is pointless. You're going to get the wrong bottle of ketchup. Instead of getting ketchup to your front door, you're going to get... Mustard. (laughs) Mustard. And that ruins it from a customer experience perspective. So get your foundation right, get your plumbing right, everything else flows properly. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Why on my end... 58% of the American population works an hourly job. And the largest segment that we have of workforce in the United States is retail. So for me, it was seeing a bunch of my friends who work retail struggling either on the employee side or the management side. I have friends who are managing stores and they were like, it's impossible to find talent today. I'm posting all these jobs out on job market places. I'm getting people coming through that are not qualified. I'm interviewing 10, 15, 20 people and I've got to just take a warm body, but this isn't necessarily the person that I want representing the brand within my store. And then I was talking to some of my friends who are employees on the other end of that, and they were like, yeah, you know, I've been trying to find a second job to help supplement my income, but then every week I have to negotiate with my managers what hours I'm working to make sure that my schedules are not conflicting back and forth. And they were like, every single week it's a negotiation of what hours I'm working. So the why for me was just seeing friends on both sides of those equations saying, You both kind of have the same problem, you're just not quite connecting the right way to solve it together, and so I wanted to go out and build a solution that helped them do that.
1: So the retailers at first that you worked with, did they resist it at first?
3: Yeah, it's actually funny, I was talking to a client um, last week, at the end of the week, who was like, you know, Stacey, when you first approached me with this idea, I was really skeptical about it. And they were like, now that I think about it, now that we've actually implemented it, They were like, I was realizing that in the Airbnb equation, they were like, in the early days of Airbnb, I was the person saying, what do you mean I'm going to share my house? I would never share my house. And they were like, and now I'm realizing that I'm fully adopting it. And they were like, other people will come around to that too. It's in the early days where people are kind of saying, you know, what do you mean I'm going to share talent? And then once you do it, you're hooked.
1: Yeah. And once you have access to other companies' talent, all of a sudden now your talent pool goes up. And so it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing.
3: Positive thing. It goes up and you're getting access to quality people. And a lot of times the people who are looking for more hours through Forge, they're go-getters, right? They're people who are going to be out there saying, I am looking actively for more work. I want to do more work. I want to contribute. How can I find more, more jobs? And so you're finding that quality talent that's coming through the Forge ecosystem.
0: Fantastic. Excellent, yeah. All right, so obviously you're solving a problem, but I guess sort of what's the cost of getting it wrong for a retailer anymore? I mean, obviously with the product detail information, there's a lot that can go into it, but also labor. Like if you mess up on labor or you're short staffed during the holiday rush season, like there's a lot of other issues. Do you envision that maybe you're gonna show them a better way and get retailers to improve their processes, uh, you know, in different areas? At some point soon, are are they really turning to you now as as they seek a solution? We're getting a lot
2: of doors opening up right now because it's it is speed and it's everyone's chasing the Amazon, the endless aisle, and the speed of getting products to your doorstep. When we do our math, you know, it's millions of dollars a year in missed revenue opportunities. If it's taking the retailers four to six weeks to get those items set up and not selling, and as we all know. As a day goes by in retail, you can't get that day back. So those days are precious for them. So every time I meet with a retailer, we're talking about, you know, how long is it taking you to get new items set up? How many items are you setting up per year? How many people are behind this? So it's, depending on the size of the retailer, it could be hundreds of millions of dollars a year in missed opportunities.
3: Yeah, and as you mentioned, labor is something that as a business you don't want to mess up. Not only is it hard to find labor, but it's hard to retain that labor. So if you're getting that labor in, you want to find a way to try and keep them. For some of our clients, we know just in a six month period, if they're messing up on that labor component in their stores or in their distribution warehouses, it's costing them sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars because they've got to go hire people who are going to go out and find the right labor to come in, operate their stores. They've got high turnover rates, lost productivity from other employees, now being upset that they've got to work overtime because they can't staff the stores correctly. So labor is a massive, massive issue for these companies. I imagine.
0: Okay, and then finally, kind of coming back to why we're all here, but what's the value you get for working with this guy over here? Just tell me a little bit about the XRC Labs and sort of how you interface with, like, the expertise that's available to you guys. So from an XRC, we were the last graduate, so I was part of
2: cohort six that just finished up in September, and they're starting their new one. In fact, they've just started it. It was really life-changing for us. It was fantastic from an exposure perspective. Meeting people like Kurt, who's been down that road, who's seen what's around that corner, who can open doors. We had a fantastic day at Target in the fall of last year it was an innovation day where they selected 10 companies and kurt sort of curated those 10 companies to go up and talk to a goliath-like target it was it was spectacular so for xrc it's been fantastic for simplest the expertise their exposure we're at nrf we've done other shows leading into the big show so it's fantastic that's all i can say
3: yeah, and I'll echo the same sentiment. I think XRC has been fantastic at bringing the right players to the table to get exposure to the things that we're working on. And not only that, but then help you know pilot this and pave a way forward for a lot of the companies coming through XRC. So they've just been super valuable partners to us. Highly recommend them for retailers that are looking to get involved and see innovative solutions that are coming out and or for people who are thinking about going and starting their next thing.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun for me too because you know, as a founder, I remember the days when you were starting the company and it was just a few of us and it was really hard work. And then, you know, pretty soon it's a thousand people and it's a very different experience. And with XRC, I get to go work with, you know, CEO and founders like these two and who are starting companies and help them try to miss some of the mistakes that I made, you know, and help them introduce them to people and see if we can help them grow faster. And What was phenomenal about XRC to me was that they get hundreds of applicants for every one of these cohorts. They narrow it down to a couple of dozen and then they pick eight or ten that are going to go through this process. So they're really getting the cream of the crop of founders and CEOs who are really... They've got an issue that has a real problem, and both of these are real problems that need to be solved, and have an approach to solve that. They just need the help, and how do they get from you know the beginning to the next level? And XRC does a great job with that, but it's been really phenomenal to see through all these cohorts, all these great young companies that are coming out. And for me, it keeps me really fresh and on top of the technology. So I like to work with it. So it's not just a one-way thing where we're helping the younger CEOs. The young CEOs are helping us stay fresh. And, you know, there's companies that are using AI and using all kinds of different technology. And that's stuff that you need to really stay current on if you want to be good at it. And so this is, for me, it's a lot of fun. So we're, we're not only helping the young companies, we're helping retailers get better by bringing young companies together with the retailers. And we're having fun while we're doing it and learning. So it's a great opportunity.
0: Awesome. Well, it was great to hear from all of you, Evan, Kurt, Stacy. Thanks for coming on the show today. And it's been a pleasure. This has been an episode of Supply Chain Radio.
1: I'm Matt Gunn. Thanks for listening.